0: Hi, everybody. Welcome back. This is another section or segment of Hallelujah Show. I'm Minister Kim Warner. Today, we're thanking God for leadership. Excuse me. We're thanking God for leadership, quality leadership that is sent from God. And we're going to open with a prayer from Josh Bag.
1: All right. Father God, we thank you, Lord, so much for this day. We thank you for life and daily bread, Lord. We thank you so much for blessing all of our listeners out there, Father God. We thank you so much for the word that is being brought forth here, Lord. We thank you so much for hearing the prayers of your people, Lord. We thank you for answered prayers all across the world. We thank you so much for your mighty hand that is always watching over us, Lord, and protecting us. We thank you so much for guiding our steps and our daily walk, Father God, okay. and we just thank you, Lord, for even a, a deeper walk with you, Father God. So we just thank you, Lord, for the I am that is in inside of each and every one of us, Lord, and we just thank you so much for always showing us the way, Lord, and just being there and just guiding us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Praise God. Thank you, uh, Josh, for that prayer, and we want to welcome all of Interfaith Wealth Builders, um, and Kalana, uh, or um, uh, Lady Lana, and we also want to have um, a special welcome to Sherry caldwell Uh Sherry is a minister out of Detroit, Michigan, ministers with First Baptist World Changers in Detroit under um, the leadership of Apostle Linnell Caldwell. That's my mother's church. Um, as well, uh, we want to say thank you to um, Portrait Innovations for um, the donations that they've sent uh, to help out with the turkeys and um, to make uh, Thanksgiving um, a memorable uh, holiday for the children where they can take pictures. We thank Bylos for allowing us to put our buckets in there and receive donations of non-perishable items. Um, and we want to say thank you to... Uh, the Tabernacle and Tabernacle Alliance uh, uh Ministries and Community Partnerships. Um, you can go to www.HolyTabernacleOutreach.org to find out more about what Bishop Kreiner and his, uh, mem- his uh, membership or his church is doing. Um, they're very innovative people. He's opening a Christian leadership uh, seminary. Classes are going to start on this Saturday, which will be the 17th at 12 o'clock if you're in Las Vegas. And anybody that's interested in uh, leadership seminary courses, then you can go to um, uh, www.ho.ly.t.a.b.e.r.n.a.c.l.e.o.u.t.r.e.a.c.h. dot org, or you could go to our site, which is www.kimwarner.org, dot com and that's where you'll meet interfaith wealth builders to see what they're doing and we have a host of networking ventures we also uh, call out for um, spiritual writers anybody that's out there send me an email you can subscribe on the website also take a look at my book dance with your partner not their confusion at amazon.com and um, sign up for our Daily messages, we send out about three to four daily messages uh, to get your day started with spiritual continuity to motivate you, and um, if you want to get involved in that, email us, subscribe at www.kimwarner.com, and um, you'll be on our text message list or either on our email list, whichever you prefer, all right? So today, we're thanking God for leadership. Um, quality leadership that's sent from God. When we look at the book of Nehemiah, we find some great nuggets on that. But first um, scripture that I pulled up, 1 Timothy 4 and 12 says, let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of believers in the word in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. And what it's saying is, is that you know, be who you are in Christ. Let no man despise your youth or the um, fragrance and the youthfulness of God that he's given you, but be what you were sent to be as an example of a believer because so many Christians today are holding back on who they really are and the expectations of Christ because, um, you know, I mean, the world, you, you get caught up in the world by just living every day. You know, uh, living can become a deception because we are um, migrated towards a society that is showing us one thing when the spiritual realm is showing us another. So, you know, I'm going to open up to um, anybody that wants to, you know, just beg my pardon while we're talking um, and just add in their understanding on this uh, Bible study discussion. And uh, so the book of uh, Nehemiah, we were reading over some chapters, and I sent out some messages this week that was quite provoking, and so I was provoked with some things also because I began to look at Nehemiah as an inspiration. Where God had told me this week to read chapter seven, and Nehemiah had finished to um, he had finished building the wall. He had at that point began to delegate. So I felt like God telling me to read chapter seven. It was saying something great anyway because seven is the end of um, old things and um, eight begins, new things. So chapter seven means that something has been finished. The number seven means there's a finishing of of some work. And then um, when I looked at chapter seven for Nehemiah, he had begun to delegate because he had finished building the wall in chapter six. So it's speaking, right? And it's speaking to me because of some things that I've been working on Um, people around me have been working greatly towards. And here in Chapter 6, Nehemiah was building the wall. But before we get into the wall, I really want to go into Chapter 1 because I found some valuable things that we need to look at before we go into building. Sometimes we need to be equipped as leaders with what we need to bring forth um, the spirit of building in us or the spirit of um, leadership in us, let's say that. So um, in seven, anybody could go back and read that later. You'll find that chapter seven says he begins to delegate. You can read. And he, it, it goes all down into the generations of the Israelites. So let's go back to one. And um, I, I think we're going to stay on this here for a while because the leadership part of it is so wonderful. And so, um Nehemiah 1 takes us through phases, uh, 1 through 7 takes us through phases of leadership where when we pay careful attention, we find Nehemiah's growth as he embarks on situations to assist others through charity, faith, purity, understanding the word, and doing what believers are called to do. So believers are called to believe. They're called to utilize the word daily, even in their conversation, in a charity, which is love and giving. They're called in the spirit, in faith. They're called to even just live in the spirit and not live in society. That means that you got to go into another realm and, and exist, but yet live here. Be thou of this world, but not um, be thou, uh, he said, I'm in this world, but not of this world. Thank you. Okay. Then there's faith and purity. All right. So. Um, reading the first chapter, we find Nehemiah receiving news concerning the wall in Judah, which is, wall is used as a protective barrier to hedge the town um, from disturbances or um, the enemy coming in. Well, in this case, the enemy has broken down the wall. And even in the book of Ezra, you can begin to read about what actually went on. The wall had been broken. And so we come into Nehemiah 1 receiving news concerning the wall. Um, and the barrier being broken This is their protection. Nehemiah's brother, Hananiah, and other men from Judah, which is the city, they visited Nehemiah at the citadel to tell him what has happened. Judah has been broken into and taken over by the enemy, leaving the people with nothing. And we call forth an anointing of breakthrough and success and um, edification for leaders right now. Judah has been broken into and taken over by uh, the enemy, leaving the people with nothing. Their homes have been burned down, and they're uh, now facing famines. All kinds of situations are going on when you read um, 1 through 6, 1 through 7, but we're going to focus on 1. Nehemiah goes to God in prayer, praying for guidance for himself, the people, and for the city of Judah. The scripture tells us that the remnant has been disturbed. And the remnant is the people that God had called forth. These are Jews, the Israelites. They had been disturbed, all right? And it says, "Hananiah, one of the brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And, and I questioned. This is the, the, uh, the scripture, Nehemiah chapter 1 and 2. Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men. And I questioned them about the Jewish remnant. That has survived the exile and also about Jerusalem, so um, they said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates have burned with fire and so exile means the state of being a bar- a buried from one's native country, typically. It says, for political or punitive reasons. So we, we can all understand it. We can all understand being in exile because we're all in a place where God is setting us free, liberating us, and restoring and re, uh, giving us the, the ability to recover what belongs to us. It takes a walk in the word. And so verse 4 of Nehemiah 1 says, when I heard these things, I sat down and I wept. He began to grieve. For well, some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, this is his prayer, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant with love, of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. There's a key here, keeping commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including uh, I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father and family have committed against you. So he's confessing over a, a, a city of people and a nation. We could say we have acted very uh, wickedly towards you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Moses is so important. And so many people look over the commandments and the decrees that Moses gave, but yet they want their hand out for God to move on their behalf. Say, I want God to move on my behalf, people.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So I want God to behave or to move on my behalf, so I begin to behave myself. This is me, all right? I begin to allow the Holy Ghost to move in my life and um, shut him out, okay? So, anyway. Uh, Nehemiah 1 and 8 says, remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses saying, if you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my command, then even if your exiled people are at the farthest horizon, I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen, all right? He's telling them something. All you got to do is listen, all right? Don't be afraid to be obedient because if, you fear obedience, guess what? Your seeds are going to be disobedient because you're going to show them that uh, that way. They are, uh, Nehemiah 1 and 10 says, they are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servants success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. And this man was the the man that he he worked for, um, King Adaraxas. He wanted favor with him, so he prayed uh, for God to stir up in Adaraxas' heart so that he would be able to go and help his family. And, you know, at the end it says, I was cupbearer to the king. So moving on, you know, I began to ponder all of these things when I was putting the information together, and I had to make a choice over whether or not I would talk to the people about favor or about the number seven, about delegation, and or about building the wall. And I chose to go back to the first chapter and begin to talk to people about praying before and setting up the position because sometimes God is not wanting us to go into situations so we first have to make, you know, a, a a reverence to God and asked him, do we want to pursue like David, you know? And so now what happened to you if you were, we want to look at this in relative to ourselves. Now, what would happen to you if you were um, in this type of situation? If your sister or brother brought you information concerning your loved ones, family members, kinsmen, or even business partners, Uh, How would you feel? Where would you be? Your mindset, you know, being truthful. Moreover, what would you do with this information? Would you support the people? Uh, Would you move forward without delay to pray for guidance, or would you step away? Um, And and the reason why I ask is um, we look at things um, and we ponder them because we want to see that the thing is to get the people to acknowledge deep down what they really would do. Because times are upon us when the true worshipers are being developed in birth, and what I mean by that is a person can easily come on a Bible discussion and say, "Oh yeah, I'll do that," but in your heart, what are you really saying? You know do you really are you really aware of who you are and what you're saying? are you are telling the truth um because the true worshipers they worship God in spirit and truth, and these are the ones that God is speaking to they're, they're, they're the ones that's being pulled out, and they are actually the remnant. When you look at the Jews uh, being the remnant, you see them at the wall in Jerusalem. they pray and they're bowing um, all day at that wall. They put paper into the wall in the crevices of the brooks, I mean of the um, the brick, and they're constantly praying, so they have a reverence to God. Okay, so the true worshipers will see and hear beyond various realms that hinder many Christians from uh, taking part in what they are called to do, and this is true because controversy, conflict, and chaos makes us back up. If it don't feel right, a lot of times people will back up and say, "Oh, you know, that kind of feels murky." So, you know, when Nehemiah was crying about the wall, he he had a release of uh, emotions and feelings that he gave because it was actually his hometown, right? But what he did afterwards is he began to pray because people can bring us information all day long, and we can also have adverse spirits that come and bring us um, oppositional information that will tell us something, but they're not telling us how to get to the part that God tells us is relevant. All right. And so when in that time, it means that we begin to understand and confide in the Holy Spirit a little bit more, uh we find to realize the Holy Spirit has endowed us with spiritual discernment, wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and the fear of the Lord. Uh, we may lack understanding concerning the feeling nature and the drive the Holy Spirit gives us to get a thing done with these gifts. We will often shut down or even shrink back on the work of God before we get started because the things we hear spiritually and see spiritually, uh, they feel uncomfortable. And and what that means is that we're not comfortable with this new part of us that's working or parts that God may be adding concerning the spirit realm. But as we continue on in the faith, the understanding of these gifts appropriate over time, along with the use of them. They become settled. They become a part of the working of who we are because the identity of uh, these gifts become apparent that they are part of who we are. Period. The only reason why we're not comfortable with uh, discernment and wisdom and, and trusting it is because we haven't used it in this year by, and we haven't used it enough. For instance, um, to give you know a good example of um, a, cer- a certain situation. Um, pertaining to feelings and hearing and seeing, this will help people prophetic. Um, Let's see. Uh, The conversation started out last night with someone I was talking to, and, you know, there was a lot of spiritual chaos and um, unsurety uh, that the person was seeing around this person they were talking to. Uh, They saw uncertainty and um, doubt and uh, worry and uh, all these kind of things. And so in the conversation, you know, the young person was telling me what they saw, and I said, okay, but my point of view was to give a speech on support because I understand what support can do for a person that has um, potential in them it's like this here, have you ever been in a place and you just needed someone to affirm you or say that you really are great? You know that you're great, but life has beat you up in such a way that um, you actually just need somebody, you know. And this is what the people of God do. They encourage, edify, they build each other. And this is so related to the um, because didn't hesitate to feel some kind of a way that his brother. This is going through something at Judah, and it's not to say he was not discerning or that there was a spiritual uh kind of perception that came to him. You know we could look at this in so many different ways that people came and talked to him, or that the spirit realm came and showed him this so whichever way, if it was people actually in a physical or if it was a spiritual um encounter uh that prophets have and prophetess have what we do is become comfortable with the gift that God has. we eliminate um pride um strife um doubt, and we eliminate worry and in the midst of that, what happens is is we begin to see how god he confirms his word about things uh the thing that was 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 Uh, needed to be explained concerning this here for prophetic um, individuals and people that discern or even if they dream is that when God, when you see something, God always gives you an answer. The spirit of the Lord gives you an answer for people. And generally, he will give you a word from the Bible that's going to also go with that. So we have... Like Paul, we have heavenly places. And God said um, he had many mansions. You know, the scripture came up when he began to talk to me last night about it because I was told to edify a little further on it. He said, um, remember that I have in my house there's many mansions, and I said yes. And so he said, remind them that when you walk through the mansion." There can be different chambers that you're going into and you're receiving messages from different places, but there's only one Godhead. There's only one There's only one Christ Jesus that you're going to receive the word from, and this is the thing. You can see things that are going on through your discernment and the wisdom that God has given you, uh, the understanding through the Holy Spirit, but now you want to pray like Nehemiah and begin to ask what is the answer for them. What's the answer for the person that's worrying and doubt about who they are? What's the answer about their marriage father? What's the answer about um, um, their children? What is the answer because if I only see what's going on around them, what, what what is that going to solve for them? Oh, brother, you got a lot of chaos going in your life, and you don't even know what you want to do. Yeah, that's not enough. That's that's part of his atmosphere. That's like when people are reading psychically. And then we can understand the difference in psychic and, uh, prophetic people because prophets, they hear from the, the mind of God. Why? They hear from the mind of God. How? Because they enter the realm of, of the mind of God. The, uh, Rhema. The Rhema word is delivered to them. So we begin to look at, um whether we're receiving a rhema word, which is straight from God, plop, because it's going to give you the answer, or we're just um, discerning what's going on around them. And this is good. If you're discerning, that's great. The thing about it is you can pray for them because there should be enough God in you and me and them, that we can bind up confusion, doubt, and worry to help them as well as ourselves, and then they can zoom back into the place that they're supposed to be with God. Amen?
1: Amen.
0: So my point is that when I looked at Nehemiah and the conversation came up, see, Nehemiah, we can look at the scripture and see that the people came to him, but how come? you know, they have to just be uh, people. They could be servants of the spirit realm that have delivered a message. But the next thing that he did, whether they were physical people or spiritual speaking to him, he began to pray. You see? Because he couldn't leave his job serving the king. He couldn't just get up and go. But he knew he had to go and help. You see, this is all about support. Because Who else was going to do it? He got grieved in it. He was from this place. You know, he had gotten a word. And why do you think these people came all the way from the place in Judah where they were to tell him anyway? See, he had a call. Something was calling him, and they delivered a message to him that compelled him. There's more there, you see. So when he began to feel some kind of way about it, which is what God does. And you don't have to let your feelings push you away from that. And then the other thing is is that you don't have to fear anything because if you if you were able to see that, then you can definitely see more. If you could see the troubles and the chaos, then you can see more. Nobody, you know, no no one is hopeless. We've all been through so many things that prayer has brought us through. But it was the assured, blessed assurance of Christ Jesus and it was the confidence of God that brought us through. It was also the support of the people that brought us through. Amen. It was Amen. those people that had um the first Timothy. They had first Timothy that I wrote I read and um it was saying that um faith and charity and uh Love and believers, and you know this is by the 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 building of the body, the edification. This is it. All of the things that believers do, they they believe in God only. They speak the word of God only. So, um, the biggest part of what we wanted to bring forth is to understand that we don't have to shrink back because we're built for this. Here, we are. Uh, people that are sent to network and connect. Uh, the world is a social circle, but it lacks spiritual continuity in the social area. And so, when somebody needs help and they have a heart, we want to jump right in. We want to jump, and this is just what Nehemiah was doing. The people of Judah had been in exile, and Judah, um, when uh, Isaac or Jacob, when Jacob named all of his children, he gave them a name and reference, and Judah was one of Jacob's uh, brothers, I mean, children. And because of that, he also was referred to as a crouching lion, which was very, um, uh, he was very fortified with power to win in victory. He also was known for praise. And so uh, Nehemiah, or even yourself, would go into the next position of your life, and see where you would be able to help somebody. Praise God again; they would be able to restore the praise because the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. Amen. So, First Timothy, I um, I got away from it, you guys. Oh, there it is. First Timothy four and twelve says, um, "Let no man despise your youth." But be thou an example of the believers. And I believe that if we stay youthful with Christ, what's going to happen is um, we'll stay in the mind of a child um, underneath our our Christian walk or underneath the Father, the Godhead, and we'll be so um, convinced to do whatever because that's what children do. They're always running to do what the Father says do. Let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in the word, in conversation, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. This is this is what he's saying. This man was so caught up with what was going on. He was all of these things. And he made a prayer and a petition to God for his for for God to move with favor in um, King Adorex's heart so that he could go and help this city. Amen. Now, the areas that you want to focus on when you're receiving messages prophetically is, number one, knowing that the heavens are divided in three uh, uh, um, separate parts, the atmosphere, which is the air, uh, where we live here on the earth. So we pick up atmosphere. That's why we always want to pray and change the atmosphere in our houses. Because things linger. And this is in 1 Corinthians, I think, the second chapter. If not, I'll get to that one before we hang up. And it says, our body intensifies with this atmosphere, and we experience it with our five earthly bodies, with the body, the physical senses, eyes, nose, mouth, ears, and, t- and touch. So in the atmosphere, we're able to sense things. We're able to, you know, go in and begin. Our senses begin to heighten, and what happens is we get pulled into their atmosphere. And we don't want to just be in their atmosphere because if their atmosphere is not pure, you know, you, you got three other um, layers that you're going to go into. And that is um, the soulish realm and then into the heavenly realm. You want to go into the heavenly realm where the Raymond message is going to come. And somebody might say, oh, well, how can you do all of that prayer? Because who was it that told Nehemiah to go ahead to Judah and help to build the wall? Okay, I I rest my case. And any
1: questions? God bless. I love it. Um, No, no. Hallelujah. No no questions. Um, I did want to say that it's a very, very good topic about leadership um, because there's a lot of people that are out there that have um, callings and things on their lives, and you know, just waiting for seems like certain situations to come up to um, that's pushing and calling them into more. And so, you know, we just speak um, authority over that because we definitely want more of that to be called into leadership um, because it's a great thing. You know, we're, he- we're sent here um, to do God's work and things like that. And so, you know, like you said, we can't really shrink back. So we can only continue to go forward. And, you know, as God is always moving, as we should be, being pushed and called into more. And, you know, being in leadership, you never know when you would be in a specific situation or somewhere to help somebody else, Um, whether it's just a simple word or just motivation or just something when you see um, someone that's down and out or someone that's going through something. So um, I think that the whole leadership topic is definitely needed. And mm-hmm. we need more leaders to, you know, continue to be birthed and coming forth and things like that. And so it's just a really, really good topic. So I just wanted to share that and thank you.
0: Amen. God bless. Anybody else? All right. Yes, what? I'd have to agree that it it is, um it is enlightening to know. Um as far as the different um, levels of leadership and uh, the different dynamics that we um, have to learn. Um, I will say that at times, um, definitely the prophetic realm, um, that in itself is constantly evolving as it relates to how God is even dealing with us. And so I do understand the um, point that, you know, you basically um, showed us as far as in the teaching tonight, you know, about how we need to dig, you know, further in that
1: so that Mm -hmm. we can
0: get to the core of what God is trying to say. So I thank you um, for that revelatory word that you've given us on this evening. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you for receiving. Anybody else? Well, I just think it was a wonderful word. Um, God teaches us all the time some things I don't remember because it's been over the course of my life that I've been hearing things and I didn't understand them you know but I would say that in time he always comes and he gives his revelation and understanding of things and just to be able to have that conversation and wake up out of my sleep and say okay you know I say, God, thank you, because what you did is you enlightened us more to understand that um, there is people that have been prophetically inclined in their lives, but they don't understand that part. There's even people that have, you know, been a part of the psychic, and they don't understand that in the psychic realm, you're only getting what's going on in the person's atmosphere. We do. You know, I studied that before to understand the difference. And the difference in a rhema word is simply that you're directly connected to the Godhead and your message is coming coming there. Now, that doesn't say that you're not going to uh, be disconnected at times because we all have fallen short of the glory of God, and I'm not calling that into existence. I'm, you know, relating to Nehemiah and saying this here. Saying in prayer is what builds the man or the spirit man. That's where the equipping of the saints is. You know, a lot of people will talk about Ephesians 6, you know. I put on the whole armor that I may be able to stand against um, the, the, war, the, war, uh, the war tactics of the enemy. I put on the whole armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith. And at the end, what you find is Paul is saying, I'm an ambassador for Christ. And I'm always going on and on praying for myself and for others. And I pull down every stronghold that besets itself over the wisdom and knowledge of Jesus Christ. And when we say these things, what happens is is that we don't always know what they're saying um, back to us. And the revelation of the word comes back to us and says, listen, explain and begin to to teach them on the different realms because if a person doesn't understand how they're supposed to actually move in God, it can be a hindrance to them, which means that just because you have the gift of the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that you're going to move in sequence with it. Understanding is what gets you to move in sequence with it. Understanding is what gives you the ability to align with God. You know, I'll make the crooked way straight. Many people think that that's about people outside of them, but God cannot make people around you straight if you don't get your inside internally straight. I will make the crooked way straight. Anything that's crooked inside of me um, has to come into alignment with God. Why? Because in, in this here very chapter, what we just read about, um, he's praying and he begins to repent first for himself. The country, let's talk about, you know, repenting for the nation. So when we're praying, we're not just only praying for our families. And we feel, we feel the things that's going on with the nation because here it is, this man has, you know, received news about Judah. And he's a far, far away from it. And he's crying out because it's a part of his um, kinsmen his family, but he's serving a king, so he has some kind of plot going on. I, I, I've heard people say, oh, just being a cupbearer, but you know what? To be in the presence of favor will get you favor, and look what happened. The king, when you read on, gave him some help. He even gave him favor to take off from work, and we're not going to talk about this anymore because it's so much good in this year that the next week, we talk about this in leadership, we'll see his development and growth because of the process of what he took on to do, just beginning to pray about his heart and and praying for the people. He moved into a builder. Amen? So we want to thank everybody that's listening, and hopefully you'll tune in again next week, Saturday, and we're on um, 1060 uh, AM. KKBV on Saturdays at 2 o'clock. And then we want to give a shout-out and a special thank you to uh, Bishop Freiner and Launch My Ministries. Um, if you have a ministry to be launched, you want to go to dot org Um and uh, just message him or call him concerning um, um, your ministry and talk to him about launching it. The other thing is they have Tabernacle Alliance of Ministries and Community Partner Christian Leadership Seminary just starting on uh, Saturday the 17th. These are going to be leadership classes, and so you want to join us. You can join from um, other states. Just call and uh, you'll get the information from him. And um, you want to go to www.kimwarner.com, and you can read about what Interfaith is doing. We have a new network uh, radio um, program that's getting ready to be launched. We want you to be a part of it. If you have a business, you can email us or subscribe on the website and let us know that you want to uh, be aired. This is only for a short time. That people will be able to air for free we will be doing um advertisements, and anybody that donates right now for uh for the holidays for uh, turkey donations, finances um you can go there to give and make um our children and families um, that are in um different kind of situations um have, make them uh, help them to have a more memorable um Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so uh, we thank you. We love you. Do you guys have anything to add before we uh, close up uh, this session on the air?
1: No, I don't. All righty. And so we love
0: you. We bless you in the name of Jesus, and we just plead the blood of Jesus over everyone out there and all over our households, and we just ask God to send now prosperity, now prosperity. We thank you for the Lord God Almighty. God, you send a mighty rushing wind and bring back everything that uh, belongs to us. We thank you for the spirit of recovery. We thank you for the spirit of restoration. We plead uh, Deuteronomy twenty twenty one over our um, families, uh, restoration and recovery right now. We thank you that. Our hands are blessed, the fruit of our wombs are blessed, oh God, our businesses are blessed, our children are blessed, our families are blessed, Um, whatever business ventures we're doing are blessed, any kind of litigations are favorably blessed um, on our behalf in the name of Jesus where there's sickness, people are being healed, we confess it and we declare because we live by the Holy Ghost and through the Ten Commandments God had given Moses, we live and we line up with the Word of God in the name of Jesus, and we profess breakthrough over lives and marriages, restore and heal them in the name of Jesus. We thank you, God, that the Word and the anointing goes out and it does what it was sent to do and no weapon formed against it can prosper. We thank you for the blood of Jesus and that the enemy is defeated and Jesus Jesus is Lord. Satan is defeated in Jesus is Lord. Satan, you are defeated in Jesus is Lord, and we give God all the glory and the praise. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen.